to the Unnormalized Podcast. This is your host, Frankie A, and I'm joined with my co-host, Marlon vs. Barrett, and today we are, you know, I'm in the off-season of the Unnormalized Podcast between season one and season two, um, but I couldn't let, you know, another day go by without doing some type of live uh, conversation uh, with people who I respect. Um, some people I knew, I know for a very long time, some people I just met, but have impacted my life in a 15 minute conversation. So today we are bringing to you a special off season episode of keeping it 100. And today we are talking about, um, I don't know how else to put it, but, but to say, you know, everything that's been going on, not just the Black Lives Matter movement, um, but the Black experience in, in this country um, and what that means um, and what that means to somebody who looks like me, who um, wants to know more, do more, be better, be part of the solution rather than part of the problem. So today I am joined not only with my co-host Verse, but I'm joined with Gary Frazier Jr. from um, some work that I've done with Gary. Um, met him first off years ago doing some school work. We were on uh, educational build together. Was my first introduction to this guy, um, and ever since then, I when Gary talks, I listen um, because sometimes you learn more when you shut your fucking mouth than when you're running your mouth. Um, also, I'm, I'm joined with um, joining the crew here is Jamar Key. Jamar, I just met like last, literally fucking last week, um, and had a was in, engaged in a 15 minute conversation with this dude, um, and um, touched me. You know, really, really kind of like you make it some people make an impact and they say try to make an impact on you their whole life and some people do it in a 15 minute conversation um so welcome everybody um i think we lost gary i'm sure he'll be pop be popping back on um gary just for full disclosure has literally just left camden square um, where they tore down the statue of christopher columbus um, they were waiting for them to uphaul and move it somewhere, and the, the community of Camden got together and basically tore down the fucking statue. Wow. So he, he's literally coming off that. That's the type of cat that Gary is. Um, and um, he's so, trying to hit somebody. Yeah, he's trying to hit us up. Um, he probably got disconnected. Um, Damn, oh, we lost him. <laughs> That's okay. Because they'll pop back they'll on, pop and back as on. they pop back on, um, you know, we'll, we'll add them into the conversation. Here's Jamar. Jamar, are you there? There he is. Yes. Yeah, I'm here. I don't know what happened. It had shut down for a quick minute. I think I hit that's, one of the wrong buttons, but I'm back. That's all right. That's all right, brother. This is That's why it's called the Unnormalized Podcast, because oh. we don't do things perfect here. Um, so... <laughs> So I want to start the conversation off, guys, and I'm sure Gary will be popping on. 
Um, but I wanted to start the conversation off about um, if you guys can each take your take some time to just tell us your perspective um, about what we're seeing live in front of our faces in real time right now. Um, mostly, if you're listening, if you're somebody who is either white, black, Spanish, Indian, Mexican, Chinese, Asian, whatever, this you're not you're not exempt. Okay, so what I want you two guys to do is listen to what these cats have to say. So, Burst, why don't you tell us when when you turn on the news and you see everything that's been going on, what how does that impact you? Well, at first in the beginning, like me, I'm more like on that Malcolm X side instead of that Martin Luther side because I believe like they tried that Malcolm X part. I mean the Martin Luther um part of it. And I think, like, not really, like, destroying things and stuff like that, but I'd be thinking, like, drastic measures need to be taken in order to get attention. And mostly, I'm mostly upset about, I was just, like, recently, since all this is going on, like, a lot of things is, like, a lot of people have shown their true colors, and I was just seeing a lot of things, and it feels like, like a big betrayal. And it just feels like, you know, like, smiling in your face and stabbing you in the back type thing. So I just put it like this. I realized a lot of what I didn't know was going on right in front of me. So I, the more y'all elaborate, I'll elaborate more, but I just, I'm at a state of like shock and disappointment actually. Well, you know, I, 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 I can't say I can't say that I know what that's like, okay? Um, never in the work that I do um, as a social worker do I ever have an experience with somebody that I say, I know what that's like. Um, because even, even white person to white person, I don't know what your experience is like. So what, what I try to do is I try to look at things from a perspective where I'm, I'm, I'm the listener. I need to be educated. And um, what most people see on TV, you know, I think a lot of this shit scares people, okay? Um, but in a good way, I, rightfully so, I think it should scare people. I think that um, what we, what, it took a long time, right? It was an ugly process for this to build up over decades, generations, centuries, whatever, to get to this point now, right? So the, if it was that ugly to get us to this point, the process of breaking this shit down is not going to be a pretty process. So first of all, well, I understand like what you're saying, you know, what, that not everything... Is and then another weird. thing I'm trying to cut you off. And then another thing, sorry, I'm bothered. I'm perturbed. Another thing that bothers me is that what I see a lot of, and to me, that's like showing showing your true colors is how, you know, I see a lot of comments about people talking about something like, oh, they're 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 protesting, they're rioting, and 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 the COVID thing is out, and we're not having graduations, and we're not having you know this and this and that. So you're choosing these these like. 
these ceremonies and these objects and these buildings and these things over a human life, that's what bothers me. And it's, it's just so simple in a sentence that I see like you can't, you can't even ask yourself that. Like, you really talking about that? And that's a whole life. That's a whole life we're protesting about. And you're worried about graduations and, 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 and hey, bro, somebody, somebody elaborate to me. Somebody talk to me. Tell me something. So, Gary, you popped off for a second, but I, I, what I was opening up to the conversation um, is how, how what we're seeing and what we're, what we're experiencing, um, how is that impacting you? What is your perspective on how did we, I mean, I know how we got here, but Gary, unfortunately, a lot of people out there don't know how we got here. <laughs> well, I mean, it's simple how we got here, how we landed on these shores. I think they're aware of that. Um, I think that you have you have a system, right? Um, when you take a look at the urban communities across this country, you know, I don't care what party you represent, whether it be a Republican, Democrat, whatever. When we look at the urban communities across our, our country, we see that they are primarily governed by all Democrats. So you're not going to tell me as a black person who's been living in this oppression all my life that have, that that I've, you know, cast a vote for or depending upon or keep putting my faith into uh, this party. And this party keeps delivering zero for our people. But then you want to use us as a pawn to say that the Republicans, if we don't vote for the lesser two evils, we're going to get four more years of hell. Well, we've been living in hell since... Then God knows what. We just about okay. four years of a racist president. So don't tell me my conditions are going to get um, any worse if this guy goes into office for four more years. But when you really think about it, you can take a look at the urban communities and see that the federal policies of the Democratic Party is what's harmed our black folks. If they're, they're, we're the ones, why are we fighting up against Democrats? That's what I want to know. If they're supposed to be the ones that represent us. Don't they believe in equality? Don't they believe in our right to an electric school board? Don't they believe in our right to a kid's school being fully funded? Don't they don't they believe in the right for our kids to have a high quality education? Do they not believe that it's a right for our kids to have the same um insurance, the same Medicaid, the same thing that everybody else has, man? And this is what I I, I don't understand that for the life of me, how our people can be so um intertwined with this um party to keep putting this faith in it. Look, we didn't get it with Barack Obama. In 2008, when he was saying, yes, we can. 2012, the man turns around again and says, um, you know, one more time. We're doing it again one more time. 2016 comes around. He starts screaming that Hillary Clinton is the best that could, the best person that could ever do the job for for, 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 for black people. And when, when you take a look at it, what did, they, what, did they, what did they give us? They gave us the 1994 crime bill, man, that did so much harm to our black communities. We are still suffering from it even till this day. It's one of the reasons. The war on crime. It's one of the main reasons. Um, even when Reagan was in office. We can go all the way back to Reaganism if we wanted to to really start addressing these issues. We can go back to um, Lyndon B. Johnson if we want to start addressing these issues. We can go back to um, Eisenhower. We can go back to Woodrow Wilson. We can go back to all of these these individuals in which we watch our, our, our elders who came from down south, up north, because when we started, when, when, when President Eisenhower started talking that um, integration should be a process, um, you know, that wasn't what black folks wanted to hear at that time. They wanted this, this process to move forward. So that's what really pushed them over to this party that they've been so uh, accustomed to. 
But what white folks don't seem to understand is that we we are aware we are aware that we got folks in our in our neighborhood who get along or get 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 up alongside these folks. And, and and don't get me wrong, they go in with the intentions of doing right until they find out what the real um, thing is now that they are elected. So either they're going to play ball and go along with those who are a part of the Democratic committee that controls the whole apparatus of, of how things function, or they're going to be the lone wolf sitting out there arguing, talking about they fighting for their people, and they gonna, when their seat is up and it's time to run for re-election, they will be replaced. And so well, can, I, I, can I say something? I Yeah, like, can. Anytime it goes into like, which I understand where you're coming from and everything you're saying is true. But when you go deeper into it and you start talking about politics and all this and we got to do this and make them change in the political this and that. Bro, you know what I'm talking about. Bro, this is all a systematic plan regardless. All of this, everything from the police brutality to, to everything. It's all a systematic plan. This is all a plan. It's like you said, it started with like, Nixon, when they started talking about the war on crime, the war on drugs, they were talking about the war on blacks. Mm -hmm. The fastest way to lock us up. The 13th Amendment, like, we were supposed to be free and everything like that. But in the 13th Amendment says, okay, we're going to trick. They've always done this. They created a plan, and then they trick us. They go like this. They go, hey, okay, they're free now. Here go the 13th Amendment, right? But in the 13th Amendment, God, unless you get locked the hell up, then you're a slave again. So what we going to do? We're going to mass incarcerate all these cats. Because guess what? We got to rebuild America. We got to build it up. So what are we going to do? We're going to trick them. We're going to make them think they're free. And then, like, if they jaywalk, if they spit on the ground, we're going to lock their ass up. It's the plan that's been going and going and going and going and going and going and going. And the police brutality, that's part of it. It's just, it's just, it's been part of the plan and they've been doing it. It's just now, it's just got out of hand that it's just normal for them now. So it's just normal. So that's why it's more of it, and they're just doing it without without no remorse, without no heart, without no. This is all a systematic plan, bro. So all this, let's we gotta go do this and legislate this and legislate that. This is they've been done, sat down and did this. Like okay, and this is what's gonna happen. Am I right? Am I wrong? No, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. You're 100 right. And I don't suggest that we do that. I mean, we have to have representation in this world, I mean, but so, it, yeah, we have to go that route. But right. it's all been a plan. And right. Like, okay, let's see how y'all go. Let's see how y'all gonna undo what we did. That's where we're at now. Let's see you know, how. That's the core. Huh? That, that's the core of where we at right now, right? I, I think this is a this is a momentous moment for yeah, us in is, America as black people to be able to be definitive about you know where we want to shape the future to go as it pertains to us and equality in America. And so mm -hmm. if that's not the gist of the thing, and, and see, and here's another thing that we're dealing with. We're dealing with celebrities. We're dealing with people who are who are, are rep supposed representatives. Supposedly. The, 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 the gist of what needs to be talked about has to come from communities like mine and yours. We have to have people at the table like Ron's yours because we're dealing with real life problems. They they dealing with it looking they looking from the outside in because they done already reached the promised land. They done uh -huh. already gotten what they got. They tools now that are being used when the black folks get out of line, come into the communities and get them back in line to calm them down. Hey, go get your people. They starting to act up a little too much. We don't That's need anything yeah, going yeah. on around here like this. You understand hey, what I'm saying? Yeah, please say something. Calm them down. All right. Yeah. But that's why hey, we say they don't speak to us. Nah, I've just been listening to y'all, man. You know, just soaking everything up. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I agree with everything that y'all saying, man. You know, and um, what we what we are dealing with right now is some very trying times where we're seeing things being done 
on social media now, like for the world to see. Back then, you had to have a television or a radio to hear about this stuff, or it had to be literally at that particular site where something took place. Now we're sitting in our cars, in our living rooms, or at work. We just pull our phone out. We're seeing links. We're seeing articles. We're seeing videos surfacing and things like that. And there's nothing to hide anymore. Everything is in plain sight. Is they're being bold. And I'm going to keep it real with you. Donald Trump made it even easier for them to just say, you know what? We're just going to just disrespect people of color. And we're going to get away with it. It's already programmed in their minds. Yeah. They can do, just do whatever they want to do, you know, and they get away with it. And then the next person plans for their for their uh, their act. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he got away with killing his man. So it's my turn now, mm-hmm. you know, and to see stuff like that on national television, on social media, it just it burns me up because yeah. the moment that we do something like that to one of them or better yet, even if we do that amongst each other, there's no questioning what the uh, aftermath is going to be. It's jail. Yeah, no questions, no if, ands, but you're to going, you're, you're to go going home straight to jail. You know, so yeah. it's like, you know, how, how, how do you allow people to continue to walk scot-free from killing someone on camera? And people are there witnessing. People have their videos out. There's multiple videos of rec- recordings of these people carrying out these killings. And it's like they turn a, a blind eye to a lot of this stuff. And then it just leaves us with more built up anger. So this George Floyd situation just, um, it just opened up a, a, a serious can of worms, man. Is I'm starting to see blacks more unified than ever. Like it seems like everybody, not I won't say everybody, more are chipping in to- More supporting. More support, right, to, to, to seek equality to get answers that, you know, we've never gotten before, you know, so um, that's a positive, but at the same time, we still have a long way to go. And what grinds my gears again, and I'm going to say is that I don't understand for the life of me, maybe Frank can answer this, I don't understand for the life of me. And I'm going to say it again. If you know all these, all these years, they've been doing this to us, like, I'm talking about taking a whole life. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm even saying, fuck that it's black. It's taking a whole life and they're doing it and they keep doing it and they keep doing it. Don't you think we're going to get mad? But the only thing they're talking about is why are they destroying this and why are they doing that? They're so, I've read, I've actually read and seen like they're stupid for doing that. Why would you do it? Yeah, I'm going to use the word. Nigga, I'm fed up. But Marlon, let me, let me, let me, um, yeah, because you had to school fast. me for a minute. You had to school me for a minute. Right. Go ahead. So they, it's funny how they're saying, oh, why are we destroying this? Why are we looting? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? If I'm not mistaken, didn't they destroy Black Wall Street some years back? They burned all of our properties down. Right. They, and, they stole. They did everything that they're robbed killing for everything. Doing. Right, you know, so the crazy part about it is that the media is going to be only going to show the blacks doing it, but on social media, we're catching other the races doing it, yeah, carrying out these lootings and things along with us. So at the same time, we're not the ones that's just taking advantage of a opportunity of stealing something. 
it's all types of nationalities doing this. So, okay, so things are getting burned up. Now you guys are, oh, I have to protect my business. This is not right. We're such hardworking people. You're hardworking people, but at the same time, you guys are funding money and supporting these cops that kill us. Go fund me accounts. Oh, we uh-huh. have to help bail him out of jail. He doesn't belong there. At the end of the day, like, God doesn't like ugly. Like, who, who said it's right for you to take somebody's life and and then you get you get GoFundMe money, they treat you like a hero. You know, like, I, I, I don't, I, I would never be able to understand that. You know, and I don't glorify no acts of crime whatsoever. But at the same time, I, I refuse to let people distract uh, all lives matter crap with Oh, we're gonna. Oh, oh, it's all lives matter over Black Lives Matter, and I feel like it's Black Lives Matter right now until we get this straightened out. Word. Then, it, then you can bring everything together and say, you know what, all lives matter. But right now we're being attacked more than anybody on this planet. So the focus is on us because we're putting the focus more on us, not them. We're, and it, we're, it's- we're, we're basically we're standing in their face, basically saying, I'm here. I'm not going anywhere until something. Changes. Yes, and, and I've, I've I've been seeing like a lot of stuff like on you know social media and how like you can kind of explain because I think when people when especially white people when they say all lives matter it's their way of saying that they don't want to recognize that for four hundred and one plus years that we have been systematically destroying black people's lives. And oppressing mm-hmm. them for the benefit of the white privilege, and I see like a lot of things like how how can these people get it? You know how can they get it? And I've seen people say like when you know it's okay for when you have breast cancer for you to say breast cancer matters, but people who are who have other types of cancers don't say, well, my you're not you're like why does my why does my uh, pancreatic cancer matter. Like this is no different. You why? Because you're saying it's black lives. Like, I can cut you up. It's like when they say that to me, it's like some little tit for tat kid thing. Like we're like, okay, stuff is going on important with us, and we're like black lives matter. They're like, no, no, all lives matter. Like no, give me. You get what I'm saying? Like no, give me back the attention. No, you don't need the attention. That's what it makes me feel like. I get mad. I need to purge. It's, it's a distraction. Beyond yeah. basically saying, get over that and let's go back to what we were doing before this happened. No, right. we, can't let that, we can't allow that to happen. Yeah. Right. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, that they need to, they need to, to really understand that it's really offensive when you say that to us. I mean, yeah. you guys already have statues and stuff all over here, all over this country to remind us of what we come from, who we, what our place is in America. You guys throw in our face and you show us the movement of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., then we go do our own studies and find how you was beating our, our, our people, how you was hanging our people, how you was burning our people, how you was impregnating our women uh-huh. and things of that nature. When we go find these things out and we come to know these things and you guys scream all lives matter to us, I just have one question for the white race. Okay, so where is, where is, where is the counseling for the, for, the, for the trauma that we have endured? You know, where where where's anybody come to our rescue and say, hey, we get it. We understand that, you know, you guys have been traumatized throughout this. You guys think you can throw money at, at this situation and it's going to go away? Absolutely not. 
You throwing money at this situation is not going to go away. Look how many men have been incarcerated for not for for, for nonviolent crimes because of a bill. Look right. how many of them will never ever be able to get long-term gainful sustainable employment. You understand? That's where it counts at us. Every time we get up and we got to walk down or we go to a neighborhood and we watch a white person clench their purse or we watch them grab their children up or we have the cops automatically just get very, very um loud and boisterous to us simply because of the color of our skin. Or we have to take directions from our parents from a young age to learn the lessons that we should do when we go outside. So it's, so it's a surety that we return back home to our parents. You know, those of us who have, you know, gotten excited, we got our license, we passed our test, and now we want to go out and we want to drive mom and dad's good car and we want to go do our thing. And it's then cool. my mom and I have to cool. go for that. Yeah, they got to give us the rules. They got to give us the rundown. Okay, son, you know what it is. Make sure you stop within five feet before a stop sign. Make sure both your hands are firmly put on the wheel. We got to get that tested. I'm guaranteed, like, not for nothing. Guaranteed a lot of white white folks don't tell their kids that when they just get when when, when they just get their little new car, like, okay, be careful. But we have to get a whole rundown. Right. A list. A list. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man. And I, when I leave out my, my mom's house sometimes, she's like, she's always like, be careful. Like we have to be our mothers and fathers or whoever or loved ones have to tell us that when we walk out the door every day. They, I, well, I can tell you that as a white guy, guy understand that part because I can, but I can tell you as a white guy, and you know, I always have full disclosure. I don't lie, I don't bullshit. Things I know, I Marlon always knows that I say this. The things I know I spit and the things I don't mm -hmm. I keep my mouth shut. I have my son is 18 years old, okay. I've never had to have, I've never had thought of even having that conversation with him. That's how much the systemic is, is, is seeped into our entirety of not even culture, fucking humanity. Because I, I'm not having, I'm, honestly, I'm not having that conversation. I know my black brothers and sisters have to have that conversation, but that's a privilege, that's, there goes my privilege. I don't have to have that conversation with my son. And that's, that's fucked up, wow. but I don't. I don't have to have that conversation with him because I know that's one thing when he walks out the door that I don't have to worry about. Yeah, I'm more concerned if he's going to get into a car accident, if he's going to drive home drunk or something like that. But to, to just be a, 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 a person of color sitting in a car, I can't tell you the amount of times, fellas, that that I've driven by a, a, a nice souped up car or whatever, and I turn my head and nine times out of 10, the person who is stopped in that car is a person of color. Frank, so um, it's, it's interesting that you said that. Um, I think um, and I could relate to Marlon with his mom always saying, be careful. You know, I hear from, you know, the females in my family, you know, my aunts, whoever. Um, Marlon, like that's uh that stuff has been passed down from generations because my grandmother used to say stuff like that to my uncle mm -hmm. and my mother, you know, be careful. So I think it's just something that's been going on for so long. It's man. been going on so, so long. That's just we're, we're going to be doing it to you know for our, for our kids, you know, grandkids, whatever the case may be, you know, because we're already doing it. We yeah, we're already right, we, right, right. We're already doing it. You know, so it's it's like um. It has to be said because they have to understand 
not only what we were facing coming up, what our parents and grandparents were facing coming up, and what they're going to face when they become older. Some of them are already seeing it now, you know, as little kids and, and teenagers. Mm-hmm. They don't quite understand it like we do yet, but they're witness they're witnessing their generation version of it of what we have to deal with, you know. And like my um my brothers, they have to sit down, they have to explain to their sons and daughters. Like for example, my my uh, my nephew, mm-hmm. he's uh, six, sixteen years old. He's asking my brother, he's like, Dad, you know, why do they treat us like that? You know, why why is it always someone getting hurt? Or killed, you know. So my brother, he was forced to have to sit there and answer these questions, mm-hmm. you know, because my nephews they need to be educated on what's going on now and what was going on before they even existed. Yeah, and that's and that's what I'm saying. As something simple as that, it's the simple word is this, Frank. All that we're saying, we just want them to understand that. They we have to understand have to. it, right? And that's the part they don't get. And it's like then they be. Then they'll be quick to put us in some sort of class box. Say we being this, we being that. Yeah. They, they don't understand. Like, you don't think the impact of Black Wall Street is seeing or knowing the story behind Black Wall Street that uh, a white person supposedly accu- accused a black man of raping her. So as mm-hmm. a result, everything that blacks tried to reform and build for them was they torn down. And here we are still exactly. today. Here we are still today. When you talk about the systemic racism and how it apply, how how it applies, even in the work field, black folks can't get the loans that white folks get. You understand nope. what I'm saying? There's no way we can walk into the bank. What fucking collateral do we have? Excuse my expression, but what collateral do we really have coming from a place that's impoverished? And again, getting back to the people, then then they want to tell us, well, you guys have got to do the census. You guys have got to um yeah. go to your mayor. You got to go to your city council. Well, you got to vote these people out. This is what they, they tell us to do, do right? They tell but us to do that, right? But these people yeah, they don't have to do that. Yeah, but see, these people that they're telling us to go see are in line with the same committee that's oppressing us, right? Exactly. That's oppressing exactly. us. So so then you floor our ways away from the vote because what we're saying is, well, what the hell? If we go vote, they still going to do what they want to do. Now I understand why people are turned off and don't want to go vote because of yeah. our oppressors right in front of our face and we're seeing it done right in front of our face. And then the tricks that get played on us, oh, they're going to do this to you guys if you don't do this. How are we in our own city and we got to fight for, for, for our kids? But I have the right to have a voice on how we want to see our kids educated. I thought that's what it's supposed to be about, man. So you can't tell me that my oppressor is just some other party. That's where I'm having a hard time dealing with it. When my mother and father and them, they came under the same party looking for these same equality things that we are still fighting for today. It took them 138 years, y'all, just to get a bill on to stop us black people from getting um lynched. And it's still being held up. Why? Because they want to perfect the legislation? Is that really the reason why? It's like me asking them, why was the Civil War really fought? Was the Civil War fought to keep the Union intact? Or was the, un- or the Civil War fought to really free the slaves? And if the white people can answer that, then we can understand why we were at in America. Because it wasn't really about freeing us, man. It really wasn't about that. That's why the Constitution was written the way it was written. That's why we still having problems with the Constitution today. We were three-fifths of a man back then. So how was they counting votes for us back then and then? You understand what I'm saying? And white folks don't want to hear the plain truth. Anytime a white person can turn around and use her white skin to call a cop, to say that a black person is doing something, knowing what it could lead to if a cop come out there assuming her no, privilege no, over that second, he's a dead can man. I, can I say something? Yeah. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up. And, um, about a year ago, I was in Nutley, New Jersey. You know, Nutley's not too far from, from North. Mm. Um, 
I was getting ready to go to a Target out there. And what happened was um, I wound up saying, you know what? I'm not going to go to the Target. Now. I'll go another time. I was actually pulled over. I forget the name of the street. I was pulled over, and I was putting in my GPS, my aunt's address, down in Neptune, New Jersey. She was having a barbecue. And so I pulled over, mind you. I have tenant windows just like a lot of the other people have. You know, so I put the uh, address in, finally got the location. You know, I started started my route. So I'm on Washington Avenue. Next thing you know, two cop cars pulled me over. So one of the cops, you know, he was kind of hostile. You know, I did what I'm witnessing everybody else doing. Put your hands up on the uh, steering wheel. You know, don't don't do anything. Don't give move, them a reason don't do to try to to try to hurt you. So mm-hmm. got, the cop came over to the car and he asked me, he said, uh, hello, sir, uh, you know, license registration. The normal stuff that we, we have to deal with, the, the questions they ask us. Mm-hmm. So I gave him my license registration and everything, and he said, um, okay, sir, uh, we got a phone call from a uh, resident that uh, – a, uh, a suspicious car was sitting outside of her house <laughs> and stood there for about maybe two or three minutes and they couldn't recognize you through the window. So immediately I just got so angry. Like I couldn't show my frustration frustration to them because I'm saying to myself, still be oh, smart, yeah. you know, because any any little thing they'll use against you. So I said, um, officer, I said, you can look at my GPS right now on my phone. I said, I'm headed to Neptune, New Jersey, down by the shore. I said, all I did was pull over just to just to get the uh, exact address so I can know where I'm going. I said, I'm not bothering anybody out here. And I said, um, it's crazy you mentioned that. I said, the lady actually saw me. Mm-hmm. So the lady looked me dead in my face. She came out. She walked down her steps. She acted like she was going to go like look up the street or whatever case may be. She turned around, and then she made direct eye contact with me before she went back in the house. I said, I had a feeling that something funny was going to go on. Uh-huh. But, um, <laughs> I thought maybe when I got out of the town of Nutley, I'm at the borderline of Nutley and Belleville, I'm good. But in the back of my mind, I couldn't help but think, this lady, I'm, I, 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 look, I look strange to her. I'm not supposed to be around here. You so, weren't supposed to be right there in front of her house. I wasn't supposed to pull in front of her house. You right. know, so, luckily, you know, this cop, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't giving me a hard time or anything like that. You know, he listened to what I had to say. He said, uh, you know, all I'm saying is, man, you know, just be careful out here, young man. You know, we got a phone call. You know, she gave us your license uh, plate and all of that stuff. Like, man, I was so I was so angry, man. <laughs> I had to really catch myself. I said, you know what? I said, I just want to get with my family and have a good time. You know, and I don't want to have any I don't want to have any issues. Right now, but man, only if you knew what I wanted to say to the other cop, because the other cop was on a totally different mentality. He's over the oh, you're not supposed to be sitting in front of people's houses because you look like you 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 may be they may think you're trying to rob them and all this stuff, blah blah blah. So like I looked at him like man, like what do you mean? Like are you serious? <laughs> There's always the good cop and the bad cop. You know what else? Right. Is, you know what else is sad? There's always, always one. You know what else is sad, y'all? When I was outside yesterday, the the Across the street, there's the soul food spot. So the cops were coming, you know, telling people to move, you know, to separate and stuff like that. There was in the line to go to the soul food spot. And the little girl wasn't even joking. I thought she was because I'm walking by going to the store. And the cop was like, hey, you know, move six feet, little girl, little girl. And she just looked up at him like this. I went, 
are you gonna shoot me? I was like, that was just wow. so sad to me. It was. I didn't laugh. It wasn't a joke. She didn't say it in a jokey way. She was a little girl. She couldn't be no more than six or seven. But just because the cops were coming and telling everybody to move, the little girl was kind of scared. And he's like, come on, little girl, six feet. And she just looked at him and was like, are you going to shoot me? Everybody was like, oh, little girl, no, you're not going. I was just like, see that shit? A little Marlon, this is the crazy part about it, Marlon. When we were kids at that age, this is some of the things we were telling our teachers in school who we wanted to be. Oh, I want to be a police officer when I get over this. I want to be a fireman. I want to be a doctor. These kids are getting the impression of these police because they're looking at TV, they're on social media, and their parents are warning them about some of these things. They're educating them. So for her to be six years old, to say that to the cop, it's sad, but at the same time, that little girl is woke. She woke, yeah. She's extremely woke. It was sad. Yeah. It was sad for like a, it's, it's like bad. a six-year-old had to say that, you right. know, and to a cop who's supposed to serve and protect. You right. know, right. one thing like I remember Frank said that his sister said was like, you know, the last thing they're supposed to, that's the last thing you're supposed to do is even reach for your gun. Like you're not mm -hmm. even supposed to use your gun. That's the last resort. And then even if you do, you're supposed to shoot to just like a leg or a limb or something like that. These cats just went straight to murdering. And they come mm -hmm. and straight murder. Like, mm -hmm. your thing is to serve and protect. And that's the last thing you do is reach for your weapon. If y'all know it's the, the opposite, it's, it's the, the opposite total that. opposite. And yeah. they serve and protect, it's, it's shoot to kill. Shoot or, yeah. or choke. Or, yeah. Or knee in the neck. Knee in the neck. That's the latest. You know what I'm saying? One, you know? And, like, and I, like, as a black man, you know, when you, when, when you constantly. When you know what it's like, you know, I came up at the tail end as a, of uh, segregation as it was starting to like really like like filter out still in other spots than others. And, um, you know, when you when you get a taste of that, and you get it, you get the feel of how white people really feel about you. I don't know about y'all, but, you know, just watching um, that video and, and hearing him, you know, scream for his mother, you know, like I don't know about y'all, but. That did something to me as a black man. It made me feel like, you know what I'm saying, that that could have been me. And then, like, knowing that the man's mom was dead, I don't know about y'all. I don't know where y'all come from, but, you know, at that time, the ghost is about to give up. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know, not because I said that to my mother. I was like, because when, when, when my mother was watching and he was saying, Ma, that made my mother drop to her knees and cry. And I was like, Mom, he was—he knew he was about to die. Like, you get what right. I'm trying to say? He's like, he must have seen his mother or something. Like, so I—I I know where. I guess I know where you're going with that. So, like, as a black man, it made me feel like, you know, I got five boys. You know, three of them have have, have had a chance to experience racism. Um, well, four of them had a chance to experience racism. My seven-year-old hasn't. And so, if my seven-year-old turns on the TV and he sees all of this, you know. I really don't have an answer for him because it wasn't in my intent to have to expose him to this. True. And, right, you know, right. and so, and so where we at right now, y'all, I think is a call to us as, as, as men. I think we have to really dig down deep inside of us. A lot of what's been going on with us as black folks, our, 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 our black women have paved and continue to have to pave the way um, for us. You know, we do have some, some of our black men out here who are on the front lines who fight, but we have a lot of our black women who are on the front line that really strongly advocate on behalf of our, our, our rights. Absolutely. Um, that we need to be, us as black folks, we need to be able to meet our, our, our women there. 
White folks not nobody. We can't rely on white folks to change something that's in their core, and that's the first thing. We can't. Why is it even our job to have to teach them how to love us, how to sure. not look at us that way? Why is that our job? You yeah. know. What I'm saying? So, in other words, what you're telling me is that we had to endorse slavery, right? We had to watch some of them, our most strongest chiefs who were from our from some of our villages. We had to watch them as we were brought amongst the shores, watch them impaled on on poles, watch them burned to a crisp. That put the fear in us as, as black folks. Then we had to go to war to fight for our freedom where they put our black brethren against our black brethren, one fighting on the Confederate side, one fighting on the un- on the Union side. One fighting mm-hmm. for freedom, one fighting to keep us enslaved, uh-huh. right? No different than what the master used to do and put two people out on the field and make them fight to the death, black yep. against black. Um, exactly. And then we, then we get introduced into Jim Crow, and then we start fighting for our equality. We get Malcolm, we get Martin, you kill them. Um, you know, and then here we are today in America, and we still, we still dealing with these, these same issues. And this is why I say as us black men, this is the definitive moment for us to redefine who we are and not what they depict us as, as people. It's easy for them to pick up a tabloid and say that we're niggers. It's easy for them to look at these niggers out here breaking everything up. But they're not realizing the systemic racism and the systemic oppression that has been on us that we ain't been afforded those types of things. When it was time for us to go show up at the job, we had to deal with the ban the box. So we had to march for equality on stuff like that just to get the box removed so you wouldn't judge me by the color of my skin, but that I was qualified to be able to at least be trained to do a job or at least come with a skill set that says that I'm qualified enough to do the job. And that's exactly. where it, it's, it's an issue at for us. And so I think a lot of the white people think that we're just marching over the fact that, um, you know, these the folks are dying at, the, at the, uh, the hands of the police at an alarming rate. But I think they have to dig a little bit deeper into the core as they see their own children are now, you know, going into the streets because their children are having conversations with them and finding out just how racist their parents are. Some yeah. of their parents mm-hmm. are. And whether the white folks want to admit it or not, 55% of white America voted for Donald Trump. Yeah. Now, that says a lot, man. That says a Absolutely. lot about where we are at in this country today. Now, whether white people want to face that or not, that's up to them. But what that says to us, that means 45% of your people are not racist. 55% of your women are racist, and they're continuing to have and breed babies to continue this thing on. To keep it going. But, um, but check this out, though. Um. How ironic is that that percentage of people voted for him and some of that percentage is sick and tired of him now. Right. How ironic that is, you know, because they didn't expect all of this stuff to take place once he got comfortable in his seat as the president. So Mm -hmm. now these people are like, oh, you know, I can't believe I voted for this guy. I really regret not just whites. A lot of Hispanics. Mm-hmm. Some of our yeah. black people, yeah, people from different countries, you know, that are here in the uh-huh. United States have have went against some of their own families because of their positions at their jobs, who their job portrays them to be, or That's who they so feel true. they are now. Yeah, yeah. They've they've mm-hmm. seen that it's a slap in the face. So it's very interesting. It's going to be interesting how this upcoming election is going to play out with this guy putting on this circus show. For four straight years, nonstop. 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 Well, you know what, you know know what? The sad part is about that? It's not, I would love to think that it was this situation 
the advocate, this the social worker, the social justice advocate in me would want this to be the catalyst for that mm-hmm. to happen. But you know what the catalyst for that to happen is? COVID-19. And that's because people were out of work. The farmers didn't get shit from him. Um, unemployment, even white people were on unemployment in, in drastic numbers. Um, businesses got no small business loans because mm-hmm. they went to the corporate greed. So that, unfortunately, that's what's going to shoot himself in the foot. And but it's it's not this. It's not the hate. It's not the racist remarks. It's not when he's at a rally and he's saying back in the day when back in the day this would never happen. That guy over there would get punched in the face and then he would get dragged out by the cops and then he would get shot. That that has nothing to do with the fact why if that man does lose this election, I, I wish it would. The, every ounce of being in me wishes that it would be that. But it all goes down, reverts to money. And when you fuck mm-hmm. with people's things happen. And I tell mm-hmm. people that all the time when they turn on the news and they're so revolted about looting and, and, and rioting and all that kind of stuff. Well, you know what? The only way to get at people's mental is to fuck with their pockets. They don't well, I, rob. I agree. I agree. I agree. And that's what they're I. Not robbing, they're not robbing and they're not looting white people's houses. They're not coming for their women and children. Okay. And that's, what, and that's my thing too, because a lot, like, a lot, when this, when you know, while out of the um the riots and stuff started and stuff, a lot of people that I thought were like friends or thought that they weren't racist or like, and they were, it's like they're they're attacking big corporations, big businesses, and they're making comments about, well, if they come, if they come near my home, I'm protecting my own. What what do you feel threatened about? That's my main thing. Why do you feel like they're gonna come personally to your house and fuck shit up? You, right. reason, there's only one reason why you feel that way. There's only one reason why you feel that way. Why do you feel the need to have to feel some type of way like, oh, look at what they're doing. Oh, if they come, I'm protecting my own. Nobody said to come to your house, dude. Nobody said to come into your, fuck up your car. Why do you feel guilty? Why do you feel I think, scared? I think that guilt, that guilt stems from that hidden fact that, that racism still exists. And it, it just, you know, it's kind of like a white person saying to you, I got black friends. You know how, you know, yeah. you know, you know how crazy that sounds when they yeah. say that? You yeah. know what I'm saying? When they're trying to defend the fact that they're not racist, you know? Because, like, black people can see if you're racist or not. We can tell it in your aura. We can tell mm-hmm. you, we can tell how you carry yourself. We can tell how you talk to us. It's exactly. the difference between you talking to us and talking at us or talking at down us. to us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I don't, I don't think they understand that, and, that, and that's what makes it very, very difficult. Or they might see us be passionate, and they mistake that shit for anger. Some of us do have anger, and sometimes of they course. need to feel that anger because can you imagine being a black person carrying this burden that we have carried throughout generations? I, I could never, I could never, I would never say that. I know, I know anger, but I don't know that type of anger. You know and what I mean? Never will. <laughs> then I guess, no, you're right. I never will. I'll never know that type of anger. Um, I think but I, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, but I know. I I I understand. I don't know. I understand it. Okay. Uh-huh. So there's a difference between saying I I oh yeah I know that experience. No, I don't know that experience. But I from the people that I surround myself with, I can 
be open to learning. Learning. What and that's that what I said is earlier. You, you, edu you educate yourself about word. That word understand is a powerful word. And that's all I be wanting motherfuckers to just understand where we're coming from. Because when I hear, oh, what about the COVID and why are they breaking this and why are they breaking that? That angers me so much because I'm like, are you serious? You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, are you serious? Okay. All right. Cool. Like, but I would love to see one of your kids or somebody or somebody die and then you're concerned about a, um, a Target store or... But you uh, know what, though? <laughs> one thing that, like, like, um, like my man said before we lost him. People say, "Oh, you know, oh, uh, but uh, I have, I have black friends." But it's not about you having black friends. It's about you, like, like you, Frank, like you took the time out to listen and to see things and put things together. Say, so, you know what? Now I, I understand why this is happening. I understand why you feel this way. You know, you're you're taking time out to really. Sympathize at least, not, sympathize. right? Sympathize, not even trying to put yourself in our shoes, but basically, see, you know what? Now that I've sat down and I've talked with you, I have an idea more of where everything is coming from instead of just judging you and just telling you to, oh, uh, just deal with it, yeah, you, you know or what I mean, forget and, um, about it or just forget about right. it, right? You know, so, um, I have a couple friends, you know, that um, they're not African Americans, you know. I've gotten text messages from them, and uh, they would say, uh, "Hey Jamar, man, uh, bro, you know I see all this stuff that's going on, man. Um, I'm here with you." Uh -huh. And not only just saying it, I'm seeing the action being taken on social media. They're stepping in, checking all of their people uh -huh. that are disrespecting, and they're not holding any punches back. They're not trying to straddle the fence with a lot of this stuff. I appreciate people like that because they're not just saying I got your back and you don't hear nothing from them and they're not taking that's why action. I give that's why like I Frank, give Frank, a lot of yeah that's why I Frank, give I, much, I, Frank I much love and, well, and respect know. for that. Like much love and respect because right. he right. he goes to bat like like he's black. I don't because I don't want them to get I don't want them to like go right. he but thinks I, he's I black but he goes to bat he really feels some type of way and I know that that's genuine. That's been genuine since I know this dude since sixth grade. It's been since like that. You know what I'm saying? I know he doesn't have that type of thing, that type of bone in his body. And but to you can't you can't fake nothing like that and then you try can't to fake that. You, you you can't put yourself out that far and then say, oh, you know, oh no, nah, I'm not down with that. Like like you said, you see where it was going, like it was genuine. And and, and a few a few others is genuine, you know. And like I said, those are people who you have to be grateful for. Of course, we will wish for a lot more to have that mentality and approach as well. But um, we still have to continue to do our part. Yeah. And this, this is still our fight that we're facing. We get up out of bed every day and step out into this world and deal with. Yeah. You know, so, um, something Frank, man, Frank, man, we, Frank, we, we appreciate you, bro. Like, yeah. seriously, man. Seriously. We really and do. You know what? And, and it, it's, and I think when people, especially white people, see like I've been a social justice person for since I was knee high to a grasshopper that's how my mom raised us my mom was my mom was involved in a lot of um, humanitarian organizations I'm talking about going back from like we are the world um, hands across America on to like present day stuff so we were raised to not to not to you know like say all lives matter 
Um, but to say when you see that all lives don't matter, that you mm -hmm. need to do something because your complacency means that you're just part of the problem. And, um, and it, it's just, I think it's like, guys, it's like a visceral reaction um, right. because, right. you know, it's, it's like, I, 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 I have to tell you, like, in the last probably, what, three, four weeks since all this has really come to a head, um, and I've been attacked. I have been attacked. Yeah. My I, I've seen it on my page. I've been attacked. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, damn, yo, like, for real, like, you're that ballsy that you're going to attack the white guy now. Like, I mean, now, so like, now what is it? Is it, is it that you don't like black people or people of color or you don't like black people, people of color and white people who like black people and people of color? Like, like, I don't get it. Um, and it's, it's very hard for me to grasp the fact that people can't just seize this stuff and stand on the right side of right. It's a very hard thing for me as somebody who gets up every day as a social worker and goes to work to try to, I, I take an oath and that is to um, fight for people in social justice who are oppressed, people who are discriminated against, who are underserved, underprivileged. So it's, it's, it's what I do, it's, it's in every pore of my body. So I think I, I can intellectualize it more on, on how wrong this is. But like, I'm telling you, like I have, I just say two words, white privilege to a white person and they lose their fucking mind. I can imagine, man, because it's coming from one of their, one of oh. their own. And it's like, they, they cannot, they can't identify. It's with like, I know it's all the first thing they see is say, oh, uh, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, because like, remember why when, are you saying that? Remember, like Gary said, a lot of their racism is like it's systematic. It's just in there. It's just instilled in them because of that's how they parents were and stuff like that. So like, when you start doing what you're doing, it's like you're going against the grain. They don't mm -hmm. like that. It's like, nah, nah, nah. What are you? Why are you siding with that? I'm not going to say the word, but why are you siding with him? <laughs> but you know what? It's um, and then like it goes back to what Frank said. You know, that's how Frank's parents brought him up they wanted to install that in him so when he got older they don't have to try to change that when he get older say oh you know it's it's time we stop doing this it's time we stop treating these people this way or mm -hmm. or, or, or looking for bad things to happen to them he didn't have to worry about it because his mother and his family made sure that look this is my this is how we're raising this household we're going to be held accountable for what we teach you here. Mm -hmm. And it has paid off, has paid off for this man. I'm yeah. Man. It has paid and, off. And you know, and you know what kills me too is the same cats who are white who will immerse themselves in black culture, okay? From the music to the way that they speak to the way that they dress. And right. then to turn around and then see these same cats are the same cats that are saying, like, I'm going to protect mine. And, and if you come down to my house with that bullshit, there's going to be some problems. And, mm -hmm. and I'm locked loaded and all this stuff. Yeah, I take offense it, to that. I take a big offense to that. Because 
like I said, when I first saw that, my main thing was, okay, that's suspect. And if you go, why is that suspect? Why do you feel scared? You scared get a dog. You gotta be scared for a reason. Why you why right. you afraid? Nobody coming to you unless you have some right. emotions that you think, okay, they might see through me and they coming to me. But this is the thing though. Um we're we're still learning that a lot of them are intimidated by us. But at the same time, it's been on the other end where a lot of us are in fear because of what we're seeing every day. So my thing is it's confusing to me. How can you be intimidated by me? And you're the one that's being protected yeah. every day. I don't. I, I. I don't. I don't understand. Yeah, that. I never you know got I mean? that neither. I never I, I, got I that just, I don't think I will ever understand that part. You know, I hear it all the time. You know, oh, they're intimidated by us. I would like to hear from one of them. What about us intimidates you? I would like to hear it from the horse's mouth one day. Yeah. Because it's a pride that we don't hear it, but we hear some of their other some of their friends and people who are not racist talk about these things like the uh, like the lady for example um the lady that was uh i think she was like a club owner she was one of the club owners out in minnesota for the uh the, uh, the incident that happened with um yeah. george floyd she even said the guy derek uh, travis whatever his name is she she said that she always felt that he was intimidated by that man so he had to find a way to, to take him out man away from him. And they had issues from working as coworkers on oh. many nights. So she she actually brought more out. You know, I wish she was able to explain for these people, but when she put that out there to that reporter, my mind just started going and I, and it and it took me back to what we've been dealing with this week with uh you know the uh, the, the other two people that I exposed online. It made me think about them in that way as well. Like, wow, like, are these people that intimidated to where they're on social media, they can just type about it now? And yeah. Maybe I may not see it, or they feel, oh, I'm cool with him, so he's not going to say anything about it. But uh -huh. that all goes back to what Frank said, white privilege. Yes, and then people think that um, because they immerse themselves in, in the culture that it gave them a, a path, path. Yeah. to equate themselves with people of color, you know? But there mm -hmm. again, here we go. You're still robbing the culture or the people race of your their culture. And that has been right. systematically done for years. I mean, mm -hmm. that can be here for hundreds of years. So right. it, you're perpetuating doing the same thing that we're, why the reason why the people are, are so enraged because here you are, there's another faction of you taking their culture. I mean, like- mm -hmm. it, Culture it, vultures. It, yeah. Culture vultures, yes. I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's, it's just, it's, and it's, it's amazing, Jamar, um, that, um, you know, I, I get into, I, my wife is not a confrontational person, so yeah. I freak mm -hmm. her the fuck out a lot. Um, but, right. Understandable. It, it, um, but it amazes me how I can get into a, a discussion with somebody or multiple people, white people, uh, and, 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 and just say, well, explain to me what white privilege is and systemic racism is, 
and they will go in on me like there's no tomorrow. But the mm -hmm. minute a person of color jumps into the conversation, they will not acknowledge that person at all. They will still gun at me, but they won't. Yeah. They will yeah. not address the person of color that's in the room. So, um, also, guys, we had many comments on my post <laughs> the other day. Um, <laughs> did you guys notice? Um, I don't even remember who the person is. I know that she went to Eastside. She could be from my generation or your you guys' generation. Mm -hmm. She posted the meme with the uh, white guy that was murdered and George Floyd. It was a, it, it was like a collage. Yes. 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 And instead of her addressing the person that I exposed, she immediately went to that and said, why can't people look at this, this murder of this white man as uh, equally in protest for him and why they're not processing why they protested so much for this person. So basically she was downplaying what all our killing what, what what I went over what I went out my way to do. Uh -huh. And and that angered me so bad, man. You just don't know how many times I went back and fixed my my face. <laughs> I said, you know what? I said I, I don't do that a lot. I, said, I do I that a lot. Facebook to flag me. I said, but I have to say something. It took me uh -huh. about maybe 15 minutes to really get my thoughts together. And I had to tell her, like, look, you know, you're not going to come on this page and try to downplay what we deal with every day of our lives, what we face every day. So you're not going to yeah. try to use that picture as an example. In a way, you, you're telling us, oh, this happened to this man, so you guys need to shut up. Yeah. No, that's mm -hmm. not like happening. Get over it. That's not happening. Like, so every, every time they say... Reply. Yeah, every time they say that about why they looting and this and this and that, it's like they're saying, all right, ain't y'all used to it now? Get over it. Mm -hmm. And, like, and this, is somebody who, this is somebody who is mutual friends with uh, uh, a, a lot of people with us in the Ironbound. And I didn't even go out my way to even try to figure out who she was. But I said to myself, like, how dare she even come on this page? For one, you're not even a friend on my page. <laughs> you came to this page because someone must have told you that I posted this. Now you want to chime in. You're in defense of the people I'm exposing. So uh -huh. that let me know she was a part of the problem as well. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and I'm, and, I'm, and I'm, I, to a, I'm to a point now, Frank, where it's like I'm letting all of them have it. I don't care who it is. Yeah. Because I remember when one, I, I told Marlon one by yeah. one, I'm lining them all up. If they yeah. get out of line. Because I didn't want to expose somebody. Be. I didn't want to expose somebody. And Jay was like, fuck that. Do it. We on an agenda, my nigga. We is on a I wanted you, I wanted you to I wanted you to focus we are on, on a the agenda. I was I like, that's why I was like, F it. But I got a question for you, Jay. Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like a slap in the face and betrayed, especially of the people that we've known for a while? It's like how they come out their face. Like, like, how do you feel about that? Like it, don't you feel like damn, you fooled me all this time? Cause that's how I feel. Like, damn, you fool, yeah. man. Um, it's a couple things, man. That, uh, emotions that that brought out of me when when I saw that. Um, one, I was hurt due to the fact that it was somebody who I considered like a friend. Like, you know, I, this is somebody who I talked to. You know, and I felt like I had a good report with. I felt like the other people of color around me had a good report with. So to see that, I was I was hurt. I was definitely disappointed, uh -huh. angry. But one thing 
I was not shocked because people before them have shown their true colors. Celebrities, sure. af- athletes, people in politics. Yeah. Um, even people of our own color have shown their, 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 their oh, yeah. where they're at with it. You know, oh, yeah, so, we've not um, come to. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, we're not going to leave them out either. We got you some know, too. People, people say, oh, you know, no, nah, I don't think they, no, they meant it that way as well. Uh-huh. So um, I took the time to really put that post out because I also want to remember I need to have self-control too as a man. Uh-huh. And being violent over what somebody said is not always the answer. So I said to myself, Jay, you know what? You have to put this together. You have to put this out. This is not just for you. This is for everybody. Uh-huh. Everybody doesn't have the balls to speak up when they're being disrespected. Some people see stuff and they just let it just roll off their shoulder. I'm not that type of person. And I can't sleep at night if Letting that ride. like that. Yeah. If I let that ride. You know what I mean? So I've had many people message me, text messages, even on Facebook. People that are not even my friend on Facebook. We really appreciate what you're doing. Uh-huh. Thank you for thank you for putting these people out. I've seen that on, on on display where we can see them. We really appreciate you. Keep it going. But you know what I said to a lot of those people too. I appreciate it, but at the same time, if you're with the cause and everything that we're doing, if you do see it, thing. you do your part too. Don't don't uh-huh. just bring it to me and say, "Hey, look, this person is running their mouth." You put them out on on, on Front Street too. Now, Frank, Frank. I know how Frank is coming already. I, I haven't even known Frank that long. I've seen Frank on the front line. Yeah. Re, re, responding to everything. And it was it was mind blowing. I said, wow. I said, this dude really. He be on it. He, he's he's yeah. on it. He knows what he's talking about. He's not just running his mouth, just saying anything like a lot uh-huh. of others. I appreciate that, man. And, you know, I, there's no doubt in my mind from what I've seen from this man within a week. I've, I already know. If he sees somebody on his page, he's coming the same way that I am. No holes barred, gloves off. Now, Frank, though. You know, so now, Frank, being that. More people like that. Wait, wait, hold on. And, and I, I have to say, I have to say a reason why. And um, it was maybe a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, I went to the Asbury Park um, Justice for George rally. And mm-hmm. if I didn't. If I didn't think I shed it, I shed some like white privilege layers years ago. I definitely released a couple more layers that day, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it, I've been involved in a lot of social justice things um, in my lifetime, being a uh, person from the city of Newark, um, mm-hmm. and always was involved in stuff like that. But nothing has touched me as like to my core than to see black mothers breaking down at the mention of the words like mama help. I mean, like just, and that's just one point. There was a 15 year old strong black woman, 15 years old that got on the mic and said, I don't need your seat at the table, white people. I just need you to scoot down and make room for me. And I need you to, when you're at the table, 
at Thanksgiving and Christmas and this holiday and that holiday at the barbecue, and you're sitting in front of your racist white uncle, and that's when you need to confront it. Mm. Hold them accountable. All I want you to do is take a vow to me that when you leave, that you will do that. And I, 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 how could you, I'm a dad, one, two, how could you not be in a situation like that and hear that, like, from a 15 year old woke person mm-hmm. saying to grown adults that I need you to do more, I need you to do better. I don't need you to do things when it's convenient, okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's always going to be convenient for me yep. to keep mm-hmm. my mouth shut or to give people a pass. And the whole passes have been revoked, okay? And, right. and that's the only – I can't half-ass – I don't half-ass things. So if I don't feel it, then I'm not going to do – I'm not going to even give you it 100%. But this is something that, you know – that is, 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 it's, I feel like, and maybe it's the social worker in me that, like, I don't want to see anybody in that situation, but I am taught as a social worker never to sympathize with people. Okay. People don't need to feel for you to feel sorry for them, but they mm-hmm. need you to empathize with them uh-huh. and they need you to understand that you are willing to be a little culturally competent and remove your experiences from the situation so you can take in other people's experiences so you can understand what they're about and where they're coming from and what they need from you. Exactly. And it's, it's, it's... My question, because remember, I I got it from, now I have to ask this, because I got it from, you could say, a black perspective. Now I wanted to get it from a white perspective. The same question I asked, Frank, I mean, Jay, how did you feel? When certain people took their mask off. Now we we told we said how we well it, well, it, it, it fell off. They didn't take it off. It, it, it fell off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It fell the fuck off. Like it, it just fell, fell off. Like, so, from a white person's perspective, how did it make you feel? From the people like like I said, we thought were friends and cool and stuff like that. From my perspective, um, I, I I when Jay said that he was upset, disappointed saddened by it to some effect, um, but not shocked. Uh-huh. I'm not shocked. There's there's nothing there's nothing that people have not said and done that That's literally at this point in my life shocks me. It pisses me the fuck off. Yeah, absolutely. Um but it's 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 sad. It's really sad that you know that and maybe maybe it, it goes back to that systemic um racist system that we have that we are not taught black history in our curriculum in our schools the only thing we know black about black history is our slaves the slaves yeah and civil rights movement okay. social studies <laughs> Type yeah, that, and no, no, yeah. oh, you just said it. That's about it. MLK, 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 and you have some and, and, and people think that, but people think that because they know those things, because it's like it's like browbeat it into our heads as as mm-hmm. white people. Like 
here we're gonna sp spoon feed you what we want you to know about black history but we don't talk about the accomplishments okay right. we don't talk about what systemic racism is i didn't know what systemic racism was until i was like an adult like i'm still man, learning like, <laughs> yes. you know what i mean so it's like we need yeah, to like change we need to like i mean and and jay, like, that, was, and, and jay that was good because just like you said and that is like so the truth and it's like that's what we're trying to make them do too like how we can actually sit here and it's not like we know everything and we trying to be holier than thou or we know all this we still learning that's all we want y'all to do just learn understand well maybe if you understand then and learning is learning is like a continue the, the day that you say you stop learning is the day that you roll over and get out the way because mm -hmm. i i remember what a big part of what opened my eyes a lot and i like i said i always thought i was a woke person but you know you get lessons along the the, the parts, parts of your life when you need to get where you need to catch the lesson and I remember, like, we're, we're talking probably about 15 years ago. And, you know, I'm Italian, you know, so Columbus Day was like, Italian pride or whatever. And my boy was like, why are, you, why are you so passionate about Columbus Day? You do know who Columbus was and what he did, and you're, you're going to celebrate that shit? Now, did I know that shit? Yes, I did know that shit. But I let my pride intercede, like put the blinders on, like uh -huh. don't see that shit, okay? Don't acknowledge that shit for what it was. She was part of genocide, and and but on one day a year, that's to be like Italian pride to big up this guy who raped and pillaged and <laughs> looted way before anybody did in a protest, <laughs> stole everything. Just took anything. So today, 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 um, many of you don't know, but Gary uh, was in Camden, and the people of Camden demolished the Columbus statue, right? Mm -hmm. And it was. It was. It was. It was like that full circle moment that you have, right? That here I was pride in that at one point, schooled on it at another point, and then proud to see that that thing, that symbol, which I once thought and had so much pride about this thing, which was disgusting in, 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 in my, my people's culture, okay? Um, destroyed. It was like... Mm -hmm. I can't explain these things to you guys, but um, it was a very powerful moment. Um, it, it was, I, I don't care what you're saying, yeah. Because that was that's right. something that they taught to make, you know, like you said, the Italians have so much pride in that, but that's just goes to show, like, mm -hmm. the lies and the, the, you know what I'm saying? The, I was right in our face, like, this Straight man. Straight up lies. <laughs> and, it's a, and they got statues of them, and we celebrate days. It's just like, like I always say, a slap in the face. It's like they go, here you go. And then they use that. Then they try to use that day in the in the work in the work field. In the they school. Say, oh, we give it in the schools. 
oh, okay, you know, we give you a day off where you can just chill at home and be with your family. That's not a form of uh, rep, uh, reparations. Reparations? If I could touch on that too, man. Yeah. Um, you know, like... Definitely, definitely touch on that, man. Like, when I... Uh, like my initiative, my first, my first initiative when I was talking to my people in the city of Camden was primarily about Woodrow Wilson. I was more so angry at, um, you know, him than I was even understanding, you know, where we was at with Columbus. But I took in the initiative to reach out to a few people because, you know, people reach out to me. And so if somebody reaches out to me and they say, I'm going to reach out to the next person. And, you know, I got to admit, man, when I first came there, I was a bit upset because... If I ask somebody something and they tell me at the end of the day, you know, they're not going to do something. And I walk up and I see something completely different. You know, of course, it's going, you know, it, a lot of emotion was in that. Uh, but right. for me, the proper time and place wasn't to address that emotion, though I had said some things as I was walking up. Um, I felt that looking at the bigger picture and seeing, um, you know, 300 years of oppression, um, seeing um, everything that we had been through, I just felt like, it was a better time to do other things. You know what I'm saying? And so what was most important was to show the solidarity for the people for me. I think what was most important for me was for the people to be able to see that, you know, things are changing and they need to be a part of the action, not the part of the ones who are filming, not part of the ones who are holding the cameras. They need to be action, action movers. That's one of the things like, you know, I found myself when, as, as a leader or a fighter or activist, whatever they want to call me in Camden, I, I found myself on the front line many a days by myself. You know, people people will start off with you and tell you um, that, you know, they with you. And then you turn around and then you, you're by yourself. And I think at that point, you have to make a determined, um, you have to make a, a decision in your life of where you want to be at for the people. And it should certainly help you develop a, a, a sure core of, 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 of tough skin. Um, to be able to deal with uh, the thing. Because, you know, our people aren't very, you know, our people can be something at times, too, when it comes to accountability with us. They can yeah, be mm -hmm. something that comes to us if they feel as though um, they're being played or, or being or being uh, straight along. And so I think heavily, you know, with stuff like that in our in our communities, that was, like Frankie said, you know, that's, that all of that fighting um, in our city over the, over the decades that we've been doing it, right, and at that moment where I struck that head, man, I just feel like it was like power from God to just sever it the way it, just the way it, 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 it came off, man. And I felt like finally some relief to some of um, what we've been, a lot of us have been harboring as we see these statues um, in our in our respect in some of the respective uh, cities that we have across the country, like a Robert E. Lee, Confederate <laughs> 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 General, uh, you know, just a lot of the things that we've seen, we have to look at or, or, or learning about a Woodrow Wilson and our parents are happy that our kids are graduating from these schools. But we, we look at the name of the school, we know what it was. It's like right. white people smacking us in the face. But here go your white piece of paper from our white racist guy who said, we you know, we keep you like this for this amount of time. And I just, that's just like a smack in the face. And so, I, like I said, folks, I think we got to control the narrative as black men. I'm going to get back to that. You know, I mean, I think that we have to get we, we have to like the lady, young lady said allow for them to not to scoot over and let them know that we're going to have a seat at the table. Yeah, the most powerful thing that we have right now is our vote. Um, I think we exercised that in 2008, again in 2012. Um, we exercised that and showed the world the power of our black vote. 
And so we cannot continue to allow ourselves to be pimped by either party, continue to allow ourselves to be stuck in the box that doesn't deliver um, for us in legislation and things like that. And people say, well, you know, legislation, this legislation, that. Yeah, it's kind of like what the man, my man said right there when he spoke about, you know, us being able to, you know, unite with, with white folks and, 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 and stuff like that. It's kind of like white folks got to get their house in order because can you imagine, and I hate to say this, but I'm going to say it. The bottom line is, can you imagine if black folks really erupted and we weren't able to distinguish those who were not part of racism versus those individuals who are part of racism? At that point, it's, it's dangerous for everybody, right? Uh-huh. And so I can understand why Trump would say some shit like, um, you know, when we sent, you see when we sent the, uh, the, uh, the, the, uh, the armed forces in, they calmed it down. I, I can see why his mentality is where it's at. You know what I'm saying? Because he's still living in them times of cowboy land. But what he doesn't know is that each generation of our black children are a different breed of, of, of our black race. And that's what they need to understand. That the race that came before those of the civil rights is not the same folks. Yep. The it's folks that come after people. that, not the same folks. The young yep. kids that we got out here, our kids, they are nothing like us. In fact, nothing like the us. worst problem if they really erupt. So you got to thank God for the fact that some of us have been good parents, have been actively involved in our children's life, have yeah. taught the social justice way of going about things. But make no mistake about it that at some point they not hearing us when they don't want to hear us. When yeah. our children chose to walk out them schools, they didn't give a damn about what we was talking about as parents. They felt they had a right. They stood on that. And either we was going to stand next to them or they was going to do it anyway. Well, and that's why. Believe it or not. They're the ones that spearheading the, the uh, this generation. They're the ones that spearheading these big protests. Yeah, yes. To be they're honest, fearless, yeah. they, they, they're fearless. They're on the front line. They're out there with their signs. They're different breeds. They don't breed care about them. none of these police that's out there. Nah. They're, they're with. How, how how do we say? It? They're with the shits. Yeah. yeah, you thought y'all thought y'all was in fear. Yeah, right. Yeah, y'all thought y'all was in fear. No, no, real talk. No, for, no. I think they need to understand this. Y'all yeah. white folks thought y'all was in fear. Oh, Shit, real. we black folks. These are kids, okay? Because you got to understand how traumatized they are. You got to understand just how traumatized they are. Seeing us being traumatized, seeing how it's been for them to have struggle. Dad, why we got to make a decision between us getting milk and bread? Dad, why you got to make a decision between putting five dollars worth of gas in the car? Versus making sure I got some money to go to school. See, this Word. is the things that these are the life decisions we have had to make in our communities with our kids. And our, but yet our kids see your kids excelling. They see your kids getting all these things. And that's what's causing a lot of problems. But the difference today is those kids that your kids that are going to school with our kids in integration. Guess what? They tired, too. Yeah, because guess what? They dealing with they're, it. they're out there participating in these rallies and protests. That's with right. Them. Well, I I I I. I Hear you guys, right? And 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 I receive every word that comes out of your mouth. But for me, as a white person, this whole systemic thing is not a black problem. It anti-racism is a white problem. Say that, yeah, man. Absolutely, say it. absolutely correct. Man. Say it, man. And more white people people. got to say it, man. And that's the thing. It's like you're asking an oppressed people that you have done all of this shit traumatized to help fix something that you're doing to us. That's you doing it. It's your problem. But now, frankly, like he said, why are they doing that? 
and, 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 and say what they what they don't want to say. I, I would like to say that I'm like reinventing the wheel here and being like this groundbreaking white dude, but I'm, I'm not. I just did. It's just something. There's just so, like I think we we not not people of color, not people who have been oppressed and and um, their life experience as a whole of a person um, or race has been victimized and and terrorized by white terrorists um i i don't think we need to white people need to overcomplicate this thing it's it's we need to look and it goes back to how i was saying about history maybe they need to flip things a little bit and instead of it being black history month maybe there should be a white history month and the rest of it be a multicultural <laughs> history, okay? okay? Because maybe then, if we teach them, if we teach them and scare the shit out of them while they're young, that maybe when they grow up and they're or they're living in a house and and they're hearing things, they can put the end to that conversation. And I think that's what's starting to happen. And and. And, and I don't know what that stems from. Maybe it is a younger generation. Maybe they they look at things differently. Um, but I, I see a lot of, of stuff on social media that these young kids are posting that they're calling out their their parents. They're like, oh, saying, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it, I I love it man. I love it. And, I love yeah. it. We need to do more of that. We need to we need to start with how we get at kids, and that is through education. I think a big part of this comes from education. We need to teach them how to be culturally competent, how to and, and I'm talking about from like the, the giddy up from the time that they get into like pre-K kindergarten. Absolutely. You should be teaching these kids what it is like to step out of, outside of your own experience and learn what it's like to be in the shoes of somebody who does not have what you have. The ability to wake up in the morning to and go throughout your day while not having to look over your shoulder, not having to struggle, not having to worry about touching every part of your life that's that's impacted by racism. A mm -hmm. big movement that's going on in, in social work is racial um, traumatization, like therapy, like how this has really, how this has really traumatized a systemic, in a systemic way, uh, an entire race of people. Mm -hmm. And in that, that 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 uh, trauma has been passed down uh -huh. through generations. Even if that person of color has not been affected directly by it, there is research studies that show that these kids, even if they're not being impacted by it, are have genetic makeups that have been structured because of all of that trauma. Yes, I agree. I agree, it's man. A, it's affecting, it's affecting development. It affects cognitive skills. Um, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it's it's. But the the thing is, guys, is like it's not fucking rocket science. And I think that's why I get 
so um, heated with my white fellow white people is that it should not in 2020 should not be that complicated for you to understand that not only are you not a good person, but you're a fucking racist. Hey, hey, Frankie, man. Hey, hey, Frankie, Frankie, check this out, man. Check this out, Frankie, right? You know, it's kind of like you got to put a clean glass next to a dirty glass. And if if, if white folks are are willing to be accountable, then it's not going to be that hard for them to be able to uh, fix it. Like, 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 Like what I'm trying to say is if white people understand, you know what I'm saying? If they just understand what it's like. Can you imagine being a black person in America? You 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 go do all this research and you find out that black people built all this shit in America, right? Uh-huh. But we only get one we only get one month to celebrate it. Twenty eight days. Well, yeah, we only get twenty eight days to celebrate. Twenty eight days. Like like and so and we saying so the rest of the world we 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 commemorate in the Civil War, those who gave their life for the freedom of this country and all this stuff. We, 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 you know, we, we, we commemorate and all this other stuff. And then, you know, that's like a slap to us in the faces, black people. It's like, okay, so yeah, it was really never meant for us. Our women got their voting rights in, uh, oh, yeah. you ask a white woman, no, seriously, you ask a white woman when she got her voting rights, she going to tell you something different. And I'm being real, man. And then a lot of white folks don't want to, they don't want to face the reality. Because when did our black women really start gaining real equality in America? Let's just talk about it, man. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And the bottom line is we got to be willing to have these harsh conversations. Yes, some feelings are going to get hurt. Yes, some tears are going to get shed. If you guys, if your feelings are getting hurt, if your feelings are getting hurt, imagine what's inside of us. Word. Exactly. Imagine what's inside of us. Because as Frank said, it's nothing years, happening to like you. Like you have said. that privilege. There's nothing happening to you. When when a when when a when a white person can pick up a phone and 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 and, and, and call call for murder to to happen, y'all know what I mean. They can actually pick up the phone and say, "Black guy, hey, I'm uncomfortable," and it's going down. So what are y'all afraid of? Y'all, right. Got, right. y'all got the government, everybody on your back in your corner. It's, it's like. It's a split second. If you're not afraid of me, all you know, all you gotta do is go like this. He's black. They coming. It's like, it's like you already got everything. You already have everything at your disposal against me. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like, how much more you want to take? It's like y'all took. It's like, you, it's like you took the chains off. It's like you took the chains off of us, but you didn't take the chains off of us. You you didn't put us in a position to get a high quality of education. It was important for you to keep our schools underfunded so you could keep poverty in our neighborhoods, so you could keep federal dollars coming into the neighborhoods that never make them down to where they're supposed to make it at, which is us. So then you wonder why our black men end up on the corners or why they end up hustling and things like that. It's sort of like what happened with the pandemic that happened right here. There's a lot of black men that owe child support arrearages because they were behind yeah, bars. Yeah. Whether 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 it was for whether it was for a nonviolent offense or whether for any type of offense, but they accrued those arrearages while they were while while they were in jail. Because guess what, the child support didn't stop, right? So when this COVID yeah. thing came out, right, um, and they, and the government started issuing all these stimulus checks, they yeah, they they, they 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 gave them to uh, to uh, to uh, out to us, but they took away from all of us that uh, that old that old child support as if we was suffering, and, and I, and I, as if we wasn't that, suffering man. through this fucking pandemic too. Yeah. And this yeah. is what yeah. I want to speak to you. No, like, hold yeah. on, bro, hold on, bro. Let me make yeah. this point. Let me make this point. This is what yeah. I want to say to white America. If white America, 
you are told to stay home, right? And you can't make no money and you feel the effects of it. Then what the hell you think it is for all of us who can't go out and get sustainable gain for employment, man? What you think life is like for us? We surviving off of rice and beans and fucking right. oodles and noodles and hot dogs and sausages. All the shit that you, all the, all the salty shits that you put in our neighborhoods as opposed to putting in a neighborhood, uh, uh, putting a, a real, real life grocery That's store like a shop right or Acme into our store. You give a secondhand processed food and then you wonder why our kids have diabetes or wonder why our kids are growing up with all types of problems and things like that. No, this is what we're being given. This is what, this is what the federal government has done to us. And then at what point do you think we're not going to wake up and say, you know what, this is enough. My conditions ain't never going to change. Fuck it. Yeah. That's what, and Gary, I, agree, thanks, I love you for bringing that up and saying that. I have put a post up. I don't know if Frank has saw it. I don't know if Jay has saw it. But I was really appalled because, yeah, I got rears of child support. That's cool. But I work and it comes out of my check. Right? Right. right. Out of my check. And not only that, not only that, it comes out of my check. So I filed for taxes, right? So we filed for taxes. They took that. You take money on my check, you take my taxes. Then the stimulus, the stimulus is supposed to be for emergency. It's supposed to be so we could survive. But you made sure if this was such an emergency fund and you just made the bill up or anything like that, your dumb ass, like I say, they always slap us in the face. They go, okay. Right. Oh, yeah, every chance they get. Yeah, here's a stimulus check for everybody because everybody needs it. But guess what? You niggas that old child. Oh, no, we taking that. We they taking that. Sure they but check this out, Marlon. But, but check it out, bro. They ain't, they, ain't, they taking it, but they ain't giving it to the moms. They going to take the greater portion of what you owe for your arrears, and they going to keep it for the state, and then they going to give our moms shit. And then you expect, and then you don't understand why we out here tearing shit up. You understand why we fucking your stories up and why we going in the motherfuckers, man? There was a dude I was talking to because I put the post up because I was really mad because I'm like, yo, you took my thing. You took my taxes. You could have went like this. Well, look, okay, we he, he pays he pays out of his check. We take it out of his check. Okay, we just took all of his tax money. Let him get that. Nope, they took all that. Give me, give me, give me. But give check me. this out, Marlon. But check this out. What? They, they also, you can relate to this because I, I remember I looked on Pedro's page where he, 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 he uh, expressed his frustrations with them taking his stimulus and things like that. This is what I felt to him. He said, I served and put my life on the line for this country. They go mine too. And, and that's why I brought it up to you because I know that you served as well. He said, I put my life on the line for this country and they just immediately just took my money out. So basically, he said, America don't have my back at all. They at all. They nothing about me. Basically, they were okay when I was out there in, in combat shooting and things like that. But now, when there's a pandemic going on, my job closes. All of my source of income are closed. I'm waiting on unemployment unemployment for five, six weeks or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. Take something that you know I need. It's not even about my kids because my kids are getting additional money because of their parents. Because of the That's other right. That's right. That's so, right. And that was like a slap in the face for her, man. And, I, and, I, and and same thing for you, Marlon. You know, any other man who has served this country, I felt for him because you're already, your, your checks are already getting garnished to a certain degree because of what you what you owe or what they want to, but the agreement that they've they've come up uh -huh. with. But come on, it's like it's like you chop my arm off and then you take another limb along. Right. With you. What am I left it's with? It's like I always I have nothing. That's the child support is another systematic plan too because for 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 some place that I've always had a problem with child support for some place that okay you get on child support 
immediately. As soon as they walk in and say, I want them on child support, they start charging you right then and there that day. Second thing with child support that I can't stand is if you miss a payment, this is the first thing that happens. If your license gets suspended. You get a warrant for your arrest. Why do y'all, why if I miss a payment, you want me to take care of my kids. So why do you take anything that could possibly make me support my kid? That's right. what, from your kid. That's what you do. They miss a payment. Okay. Warrant, you can lose your job. Um, suspend your license. I've driven many times and he pulled me over and I'm like, I didn't even know my shit was suspended. Child support. No, damn well suspended. your shit was suspended, but you still trying to go out here and be a provider for your because kids. You have to, you have to go to work, my nigga. What the fuck is going to happen? You know what I'm saying? So right. that whole system is messed up. And I knew a dude when the stimulus thing, like he really cried, Jay. This thing is, he, he cried, he cried. Because he was like, look, yeah, I know our old rears, but I can't get a good job. And I was, that money, I was banking on it because I'm homeless and I needed that money to get a room. He's like, and he wow. took and he's he like, getting ready to waste so that now, money as soon as he got it. Yeah, so he's right. like, so now look, he's like, so now I'm homeless. What do I do? First of all, and this is for child support, you cannot support nobody, a child, if you can't support yourself. They right, stop, and I think they stop every absolutely. way for you to support yourself. To say, oh, you gotta support the kid. I can't take care of nobody if I can't take care of myself. Yeah, I, look, I feel like this, man. I feel like, do as a black race, do we have to have accountability in some of our black fathers who don't necessarily step up to the plate? Absolutely, yeah, we do. We do have, right, we have right, a lot right. of mothers out. Do we have? Do we have? Do we have a lot of mothers out here that do it? I'm telling you, I've I got a son's mom that just do it all. Even if I wanted to, uh, even if I could do it, she's still gonna do it. Ain't gonna wait for me to do it, right? Word. But, but at the end of the day, to the point of what we're saying, right? Accountability is, is is key first and foremost, right? We can't control some of the things that we, we, some of the mistakes that we made in our life that put us in the in the condition that it put us in. I agree. We can only find a way to get out of that out of that situation. The government upholds our passport, doesn't allow us the ability to be able to uh, maintain a license, as you as you spoke, and 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 saying that in terms of the stem. You know, even if the government would have said, you know what, we're going to take a portion of this. At least we're still we're still going to give to those fathers out there because it was supposed to be an aid for everybody. So what it basically said to us as black men is, fuck you. You don't you don't deserve to have this. What about those people who could who can't work? You know what I'm saying? That old arrearages, man. You know what I'm saying? What about those who cannot that cannot work? So okay, but but you'll be quick to tell us that. Go to Social Security, apply for SSI, and then you'll wipe all ridges all away like they never existed. Like they never existed. But you also man. give us a letter. But but you always give. But you but you also give us a letter that tells us if we've been drawing any money from the Board of Social Services that we have to pay that money back because they're gonna they're gonna grant us the Social Security because now they found out that we can't work. You understand, or or the the more the systemic racism that goes into the pharmaceutical is that we don't get the treatment. They'll make us go through all the obstacles. We could we could very much so need a surgery that could very much change the conditions of where where we are at, change our employment status and everything. A, a simple surgery, but because we don't have the type of insurance that could pay for such a surgery, they would rather rehabilitate us and send us to these centers that 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 put needles in us and put steroids in us and tell us that everything's going to be all right and then find out that something goes wrong. And only then, at that point, at the last resort, does the surgery come. America is like Adrian to us black people in Rocky IV. You can't win no matter what you do. You can't, you can't win. win. And so it's like, if we feel like as black men that we can't win, 
What else do y'all expect us to do? We got to provide for our families. We got to take unnecessary chances that we don't want to take. You think these guys don't have a blueprint for their life when they get jammed up in this system? You think a lot of these guys want to be out on these corners? You know what? If there was actually people that actually invested in the communities and taught skill set trades, that these guys didn't have to go through all these channels when they've already reached the age where they need to be providing at as at, at soon as possible. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So to make them go through a whole channel to get somewhere, no, it's hands-on training. It's heavy It's heavy investment into the community. You got people that want to be carpenters. You got people that want to paint. Right. You got yeah, people that want to be electricians. Put them in a position that they don't have to have a handout. They don't, we don't want a fucking handout. We want our hand up, but we want what's due to us. We are well aware of what has happened in America in, in terms of reparation. The bill continues to be dragged along, dragged along. And at the end of the day, reparations is due to us. You guys robbed us of the 40 acres and the mule at the least you could do. We're not saying that the government has to pay us in, in, in full value of money. It doesn't have to necessarily all come in a monetary value. There's other ways in which you could do. You can fund our communities. You can fund our organizations. You can make sure our schools are fully funded. You can make sure our kids have adequate health care. You can make sure that our kids and our neighborhoods are safe and that the, the, the officers and people that work in our neighborhoods make up the faces of us. And you can start by cleaning those individuals that represent us up, that you keep telling us to go run to and vote them out when we know when we run as independent Democrats that they're going to push us so far to the right of the column that nobody's going to fucking see us anyway. So we don't even have a chance of getting a seat, going to a county, a county meeting, going to a council meeting, going to a freeholder meeting is not going to warrant anything for us. You want to know why? Because those people who are in charge are all tied to a committee and the committee decides what the telltale all is going to be. And until you understand that, white America, you ain't going to understand the, the ailments that we have in our black communities, even with people that look like us, dress like us, walk like us, talk like us, sit in these positions of power, but do nothing and deliver for us. Why? Because they know different than the house Negro that was taken off the field, taken into the house, and Master started feeding him, giving him hunger plates, dressed him up, put money in his pocket, put him out into his community, and to his people, he looked good. But there, to some people, the nose is being turned up because they want to know why he doing what he doing. And he see a white man over there that, that know how to divide and conquer, that know how to push, push, try to push the masses away. And that's what does it, man. That's what does exactly. it. Exactly. I agree, brother. I agree. It goes deep. It goes deep. Yes. It goes deep. I told you. I told. I told Gary. I told them, and that is why. That is why. You know. I, I think you, you gentlemen. You know who? What would it have been? You know, I, I when I was trying to put together this show, I was originally floating. You know, the the idea of maybe having, you know, myself and another white person. And a you know, and two black people that I I really uh, I really look up to and value and learn from. But then I was like, I really would have wanted somebody on here who 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 don't agree with us. I would have rather. Well, I I I, but, I would have rather that, that man. I would have yeah. rather that. You want to know why? I'm, because I'm all open to the uncomfortable conversation. Yeah, I, I yeah. love the uncomfortableness yeah. because I love when I'm able to present facts to back up what I'm talking about. And it ain't nothing that you're going to be able to refute when you have no choice but to, to be able to recognize and be accountable. It's either you're going to exactly. come on this show, you're going to come on this show, and you're going we're going to have a real live dialogue about it because you're not going to change my perspective of what I feel. I'm unapologetic.
apologetic to the shit that I have been traumatized. My kids have been traumatized. My grandmother, my grandfather, and so forth and on. I'm unapologetic to that shit. So unless, if you're going to bring white folks on here, they got to be prepared to understand that somebody's feelings might get hurt on this motherfucker. Yeah, Somebody might cry on this motherfucker, man. All right? But it gotta happen, man. It gotta happen. Hey, man, you gotta be ready. You gotta be ready for all types of smoke, man. That's right. And listen, this is the first of many conversations that I intend to have on my show. My show is predominantly about talking to uh, people of pop culture about living a life that is not the norm. Hence, hence, unnormalized podcast. But you know. Um, part of what I want to do now that I have an audience um, is is get into some deeper stuff. Yes. But for this for this first conversation, you know, I really said to myself, well, first of all, I can only have four people out at a time. Second of all, second of all, I was thinking like that's just my my white shit feeling like I have to have the equal balance of of having the white narrative projected out there um versus having three intelligent black men to come on and that hopefully somebody can hear this and and, and, then, say, and then say I, you know what i want to i want to maybe learn more where I want to be able to give my perspective on why I've been thinking this fucked up mentality That's for so long. You <laughs> right. know? Right. So right. You, can't, you, can't, you can't be that way. Listen, Frank, let me say this to you. Because it got to be said. Like, black folks stayed away from white folks. We ain't stayed away, away from y'all because we was afraid of y'all. We stayed away from we stayed away from y'all because we was afraid of what y'all could do to us. So just the same the same the, the, the same way how how you guys really don't know us. Y'all, we really don't know. We we know about y'all. We know what y'all yeah. capable of doing, but we really we don't know some of y'all, man. Right. You understand? Right. I think true, I think right. that's why you have to infuse it. You have to bring the dip, the other side of the aisle. Because guess what, Frankie? Here's truth be told. That same that same oppressor that was oppressing black people was oppressing your white people too. He was yeah. the white person that didn't let your white woman wear a certain type of clothes. He was the type of he was the type yeah, of person in your home that controlled man. your white woman and told her that she was fat and she weighed less than a buck and a quarter, bro. You understand <laughs> what I'm saying, bro? Quiet, I'm man. gonna give you some real shit, man. I'm telling you. That's why that feminist movement is like it is. That's why I wanted that for I wish I see. And that's the thing, like even Frank has said it, like they real ballsy on self social media and like he'll 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 have your Frank had about three or four cats like just jumping on him on one post. And I'm like, even like today, I was like one of the guys I had to step up and be like, you know what? I'd really all that stuff you're saying, I would really like for you to tell me this to my face. So you know we can have hey, a not gonna do it. Marlon, you, Marlon, we you had this talk the other day. It's not going to be in the physical because they know how bad the situation can get. Yeah. And a lot of them are not willing to put themselves in that in that position. So social media, keyboard typing, and what they call it, Twitter fingers and all that. Yeah. <laughs> with doing that from their own vicinity of their home. And then they say to themselves, you know what? If I, I I'll risk I'll be at risk if they catch me somewhere out in public or whatever the case may be. But other than that, they're comfortable 
in their homes doing that. That's just social media in general, but they use this as a platform to to, to even feel more real comfortable real. to be disrespectful. I think for I think for but from a solution based man, like like if, if, if Frankie's gonna use this, which I think he's on to something with this, right? I think from a from a solution base, I think the reassurance comes from individuals like ourselves that these conversations, I mean, we over we, we over cameras anyway. It ain't like we can reach through the camera and whoop your ass, right? So right. you know what I'm saying? You gotta understand that you're gonna we're gonna the same way how we give each other the space to be able to, to express ourselves, we're gonna give you the same platform too. Because That's it's important that we hear it from your side. Like I said, the point of the matter is yeah, our oppressor was your was 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 your oppressor. He was your he he was your white woman's oppressor and, and carried that oppression on with her for a while until white women started to rise up in this country, right? So you got to think about that too, and that's why it's two sides to the conversation. But we should not have had to be the bearers of all of this shit as a yeah. result of what's been going on in this country. And I just think that the government has to recognize that. It has to be willing to take some serious, serious steps. And that's why we're saying we ain't going to be pent for our vote. We don't vote for Biden. We not black. No Biden. How dare you say some shit like that to us, man? As a black person, man. You don't say that to us. That's worse than Hillary Clinton walking around with some hot sauce in her pocket. Like, oh, that's yeah. an insult to us, man. That's a holy <laughs> insult to us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you try to, what he basically said to me is, I'm the coolest white white boy you know, which, by the yeah. way, you're not. You know what I mean? But you, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know what I mean? You, you, you basically said, I'm the coolest white boy you know. I, you yeah. know, I, I'm going, let me show you my power of the black vote in Carolinas and stuff like that. But Carolinas don't make it. That's the southern, southerners. The hot sauce in the pocket thing. Hey, come on, man. Come on, man. I know Frank, you would beg to differ for this, but this has always been my thought. You probably don't think this way. Jay, you probably don't think this way, but... I don't think a, a vote means a, a fuck. That's just my thought. I believe mm -hmm. they, I believe they put in there who they want to put in. Y'all could just act and pretend like y'all making y'all 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 word out there. You you putting your vote out there. Or you're you're making. Oh man, that's vote. another that's another element, man. That's, he is so many. I don't because like that's a whole other conversation. Because I think that deals with a lot of the reasons why we can't gain equality in America. Because our people need to be taught the power of of our vote. And that's the thing. If, 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 let me say this to you. If 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 our vote isn't as powerful as it is, then why do the two parties vow for our votes? Now, let's talk about the LGBTQ plus community, right? It's a makeup of a, of a vast majority of some of our people. So why is there a buy-in for that, that representation for it? Why? Because it drives federal dollars. Why? Because it does certain things and draws money into communities that stays within them. You understand what I'm saying? And so we got to understand it from a perspective. One of the things I learned out here when I was out here with Bernie Sanders, man, and I'm never going to forget this shit. I learned about progressive politics not because I not because I liked it, but because I was forced to see the systemic racism that made me have to learn the Constitution. It made me have to revisit the Civil War. It made me have to go back to the American Revolution. It made me have to go back to Reaganism. It made me even challenge the fact of what type of progressive Democrat I am excuse me, what type of progressive I am, period. Where's my ideology at in terms of how I view how I'm supposed to be in this country or aligned with the so-called um, humanity race? Uh -huh. That's that's one of the pillars, one of the things that the Black Panther Party never gave us when they gave us the 10-point the 10 program. Uh -huh. That was one of the strongest things because yeah. it, was a way, it was a way that they was teaching us how to control, not only 
to learn how to control the means of production in our own communities, but to be able to hold this government accountable by the things that were put man, in place. Yeah, you always say that. <laughs> accountability, man. And, and that's, that's, that's listen, accountability. So, so I promise you this. I'll make, and Marlon can tell you, I don't. If I make you a promise, I'm a man of my word. Yeah. I promise you that I will continue this conversation yes. uh, throughout the summer and into my next season um, because I don't have, to be honest with you, a huge Facebook following, but my following on Instagram is huge, and I do have celebrities and stuff like that who uh -huh. do check out my stuff. So when I, I'm turning this live into a podcast episode so they can get involved in it um and um so one i want to try to get the reach and the conversation out as much as i possibly can two i promise you that i have heard and received the fact that the 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 voice of the black community wants to be able to address um, some of the other side of the conversation as well. That's so, like I said, but I wanted to, I, I wanted to have the the this to be a dialogue where hopefully it opens people up to mm -hmm. either one understanding or two having the courage where they can say i will sit down and have a conversation so i promise you guys that um you know I, again i can only have four people on at a time so it may be one of you guys and or two of you guys and somebody else uh will we'll figure it out but i will make a promise that I will start pulling in the other side of the conversation. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's nice, man. I love that. man, I keep, love it, man. I love it, man. And, love it. Well, what I want to do is kind of wrap this thing up um, because I think we can, <laughs> this is not just a conversation that's going to be had in one sit down session. Right. Um, I think it's going to be a series of conversations that need to be happen. Um, but what I do want to do is I want to give Gary an opportunity to um, give us the information. There's an event that's going on in Camden on Saturday. Um, and I want everyone to go out there who is in the state of New Jersey, tri-state area, Philly area, that can come out and, and support the city of Camden. Um, because Camden has sorely been overlooked um, in their um, – capacity of what this state has done in, in the form of change. A lot of it has come from the city of Camden. Um, so it um, is, is something that I think we need to give back and to support. So Gary, let us know um, what's going on in Camden on Saturday. So to my understanding, I, I do know that there's a, um, some sort of march coming, march that's going to start from the Elks. I'm not sure of the time I'm actually trying to pull the flyer up. I've been more so um, lately in Camden, just kind of like, you know, playing the rear and watching our youth and giving our youth the opportunity. And, and I feel like I feel like some of them have to take the platform. I wanted to get mm -hmm. more involved in a little bit more of the, um, you know, the sitting back and watching aspect of it. But give me one second, man. I'll pull it up. I have it right here. OK, so on Saturday, there's going to be 
um, a justice peace race, uh, a justice march um, called Black Men Rising. It's going to be taking place. They're marching from Fairham Park um, to the Christopher Columbus statue that we just destroyed tonight. Um, and um, so we're going to continue with the march. But I think what, what people need to understand is that we didn't, the, the reason why the statue, what happened with the statue happened is simply because this, this is a defining moment in our city, defining moment in our nation. Again, as we see um, uh, a lot of the Confederate flags being removed, a lot of some of the mm -hmm. statues that we see removed. Uh, we are taking a look at a lot of the things that um, in our communities that have been a sore eye in terms of the systemic racism. And Christopher Columbus just happens to be one of them. Um, the intent was but that this march was to take place on Saturday, and which at that time, uh, the statue would have been removed. Uh, the mayor or whomever in our city made some sort of, uh, or someone from the county, perhaps our county freeholder, um, who has a lot of involvement in our city, um, made a decision that they were going to uh, bring a crane and remove the statue before the event took place. Uh, <laughs> our eyes as residents in the city of Camden, we felt um, they don't get to control the narrative. They don't get to, they don't get to uh, paint a false picture uh, to the world about Camden having some sort of secret recipe uh, to community policing. Um, we deal with the numbers here in Camden. We take a look at our murders, our robberies. We take a look at um, our homicides, uh, most importantly in the city of Camden. One black life lost in the Camden is, is like a thousand lives lost in the city of Camden, whether right. it's at our hands or whether it's at the hands of our oppressors. Bottom line is we got to continue to do our job and be effective as we can in our communities and teaching our people this, the importance of why our lives matter as well to us. Um, I, I think, you know, um, for them trying to control the narrative, painting this picture across the uh, country about our police, um, the numbers speak for themselves. It's not what everybody thinks. Many people have written about it. And as a result, they tried to control the narrative. We went out there um, in solidarity um, to stand together to say that they weren't going to move it and they would, we, they would move it on our terms. And I think we, that's a resounding message to the administration that says that they're here for us, that they had better start getting themselves in line if they want to continue to uh, represent us. And, and and on that note, um, I just want to say it's, guys, if you're watching this, it's not about one rally, one march, or one piece of legislation, or one vote. It's, it, you have to keep the foot on the pedal, and you Absolutely. have to get, get in that gas without hit pumping the brakes, okay? Uh -huh. um, so... It, when I tell you to go out and support something, it's just so you can get a taste of what that is like. Because once you, once you sink your teeth into um, real social justice and what that looks like, what that feels like, when you can, when you can hear it, see it, smell it, taste it, you have no, you have no way to get around it. You have no way but to to receive it. Um, and 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 it's just uh, uh, the start of you getting involved in in trying to um, get yourself as part of the solution rather than sitting there and not understanding. Because if you walk into a, a, any type of social justice movement action um, with an open heart and open mind, people will receive you. Yes, you don't have to be afraid. You, and they will educate you, and they will give you. Uh, the tools you need to be an effective part of change. 
Um, but you have to be open enough to receive that and to take that step um, and, and doing so. It's not going to be done for you. This is, like I said, people um, are, it was, it's a very ugly system that was built and it's going to be a very ugly system breaking it down and, and tearing down the system. It's not going to be a pretty picture. But guys, thank you for joining me on this show today. Um, you each, I like, I, I, I take a piece of part of you in everything that I do. Um, and, and, and that's no bullshit. I have mad respect for you guys as brothers um, and, and for giving me information that I can put out there that maybe hopefully my goal is to try to even if it's one person i'll start with one person um and hopefully it it, it, it can spread from there so thank you to my co-host marlon verse barrett to jamar key to to gary fraser um for for joining me today and um again this will be many of conversations that we're going to have over the you know the next foreseeable future so this has been the unnormalized podcast with your host frankie a and everybody get unnormalized Hey. hey, thank, hey, brothers, man, y'all stay strong, man. I love y'all, man. In solidarity, man. In solidarity, man. Love you, bro. Right. I love you too, man. Love y'all too, man.